University and Maryville Hockey present Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Verizon Wireless, this is 5G built right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey. Big city lifestyle, small school feel, first-class hockey experience. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs, on ice or in line. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning product gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. By the University of Arizona. And by Summer Skates. Show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad at icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Maryville University and Maryville University Hockey Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to us live tonight, on the Podbean app. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at Maryville University and the Maryville University Hockey Saints. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, uh, but we should focus this on you because it is somebody's birthday today. What are you, like 30 years old? Oh, yeah, 29, 29, 20, yeah, 29. Let's stick with that, 29. Okay, so not even 30, and I like it. (laughs) Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, it's been uh, an exciting day. It's also been an exciting day in ACHA hockey because, uh, I I mean, it it gets crazy, Stephen. I'll tell you. Let me back up a step because last night – uh, Paul Hornstein and I, my co-host on uh, NCAA Hockey, College Hockey Southwest Weekly, were talking about the fact that the uh, NCAA tournament is going to go off as scheduled. They're going to have four regionals as scheduled. Knock on wood, that's what they say. Um, they are going to have a six-coach, um, three from the west, three from the east, on a panel to uh, help decide the uh, the teams. They're using the pairwise rankings, which they said earlier, or at least was rumored earlier, that they were not going to do that. So uh, selecting the teams for the NCAA tournament with such a discrepancy in games played and uh, only in conference for some places, um, it's going to be extremely difficult. Okay, so that being said, um, you brought to my attention just before the show that the ACHA rankings came out for like the last hour. I've been talking to coaches. I've been all over the place. Um, they have their first computer rankings. Uh, I say that kind of jokingly because I don't know how you can have computer rankings when uh, some of these teams have played three games, some have played 20. I mean, it, it's crazy. So what was your thought, uh, first of all, when the, uh, the ACHA men's Division I uh, computer rankings came out today? You kind of go along with your point there. I mean, some teams haven't played that many games, and some teams haven't or have played a 
a bunch of games. I, I look at, and there's not that many teams that are playing right now. I mean, I look at, I mean, I look at uh, number seven Ohio, and again, we always kind of look at the rankings, and we always kind of wonder how they're how they calculate and how it's it's factored in. There's always a back and forth about that at times. But here's a, here's one that's interesting. You got Ohio, who's one in five, and they're number seven, and then you got a team like Iowa State that's ten three and one. They've played fourteen games, and they're number eight. So you, and then you got some teams that have played like three games, and they're way up there at the top. So I, I don't know how much you could sock you can take into it. If you want to look at it though, Lindenwood is number one. They're six and zero. Adrian number two at eight and one. Uh, another team that we like to follow, Minot State, which is a play like a full season. They're they've played fourteen games. They're eleven two and one, and they're down at number six. So it's uh, and then you got a team like Lawrence Tech that's played two games, and they're in number nine. But again, ten. 10, usually this rankings is 20 teams, but 10 teams, which I believe there's only about that many playing right now. So this may be all the teams <laughs> no, that are playing. No, no, no that's, not, that's not true because our presenting partner, Maryville, which is playing, they're not on this, uh, on no, this uh, hold, top hold, 10. Oh, hold on a minute. The top 10 is what you showed me. Then I went on to the ACHA site, clicked on uh, a, a link that brought me up to a 19-team Division One uh, poll. And... Uh, our, our presenting sponsor, Maryville, is listed as number 12 right behind Jamestown. So if you go on the website, achahockey.org, and click on, on the, uh, the link, you will see there are 19 teams, which brings up another question. Uh, the press release uh, basically said that uh, they have a 20-team tournament. Now, it didn't say anything about changing that format or having less than 20 or whatever, but right now they're only ranking 19 teams, which – leads leads me to believe that there's only 19 teams playing could that be correct that sounds about right i mean it, it i don't think there's more than 20 teams playing so i i would think that there's only 19 teams in the in the field right now which means if there's still a team out there that wants to join in on the fun they might automatically get a spot in there i'm and we're going to get to this and i'm sure in a few minutes we're looking at maybe like a grand canyon or something they're they're looking to start up maybe there's a spot for them all of a sudden because there's only 19 teams playing so if, if another team wants to get in on the fun and can get their season going here even though it's we're in february they might they might have a chance to even just go to nationals just the fact that they can play a few games <laughs> which is crazy i mean you got a team again you have teams on here that have only played three games and they're top of the near the top of the, the, the rankings. And you got teams that have uh, have played a lot of games that are further down. So, uh, again, we always kind of wonder how the rankings go in a normal season. Well, in this kind of season, how is it, I mean, how is it really going to be calculated? And there's going to be probably a lot more questions than there normally are about about this kind of ranking. But Well, well and, and one more step to that, um, all of the leagues are listed uh, in the sheet that I'm looking at. And uh, there's a WCHL team in there. It's Missouri State. They're ranked number 13, right behind, uh, right behind uh, Maryville. And uh, you look at all the the teams that are playing here, and what you see, you know, pretty evident is that there's no Colorado's, Colorado State, Utah, UNLV, ASU, U of A. None of those schools uh, are on there because obviously they're not playing. Well, we just saw tonight that Danny Roy at the uh, the director of hockey and the head coach of the ACHA D1 program at Grand Canyon just announced that they're going to play a, uh, a scrimmage game, uh, inter-squad game, if you will, to uh, 
quote unquote, kick off their season. So the, the question comes up on this, uh, Stephen, is it, who, who will they play? I mean, uh, will they travel long distances? Because uh, when I look at this thing, the closest uh, team to them would be like, I don't know, um, Missouri State maybe. Maybe they have to, to travel that far to get some games or unless there's something coming down the pike that we don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to get uh, Seth Asselton, who of course does Coyote stuff for for us, but he's also going to be he's done he's called GCU games in the past there, and he's going to be on the call for that inter squad contest this week, and maybe he can he can get some intel on on exactly what what they're thinking because um, or we can get or we can get Danny Roy on the show at some point, and and I know we've been trying, and we'll hope get him on at some point, but uh, I think it's. That's that's my biggest question is who are they going to play because yeah it's great that you guys that they're going to be able to play and we're and we're excited if, if if we have a team that's now in our umbrella here GCU that's actually got the go ahead and they're making plans to start but who are they going to play I mean you know they've got they got Arizona but we're not still sure what their situation is you got Utah that's you know we're we're not sure if they're going to be in we know UNLV's out we know that uh, ASU is out I mean so it. They're gonna have to. They're gonna yes. have to do some traveling, and they're gonna have to have some teams that are gonna be willing to come here. But maybe that maybe some teams that are in a good position right now. Why would they want to c- come down and play the GCU? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, didn't you say a couple of weeks ago too that that one of the Colorados, if not both, are out? A Colorado State or somebody was was out. I I believe yeah, CSU was I think definitely out. Colorado, Colorado, I don't think had announced, but it wasn't looking good for them either. So. I mean, yeah, so who's left? Right. So, I mean, and, and this is a question, and, and reverting back to last night's show, um, uh, we discussed about how fair is this whole thing, and are you going to be able to come up with a true champion? Um, and, you know, like in the NCAA, for example, they've got all of their teams are, well, not all of them, but a majority of them have been playing, and they've been playing within conference. So uh, we'll use this as an example. Uh, in the NCHC, uh, Denver is currently number five. Uh, if they go win three games in a row in Grand Forks, North Dakota in about a month, um, they will win an automatic berth into the NCAA tournament. Well, in the rankings that they had, in the pairwise rankings, which is almost as crazy as this ACHA rankings, is Minnesota, uh, I believe, was 17-5. and five. Uh, on the year, they have the most wins of any team in college in NCAA college hockey, and I believe they were ranked like number eight uh, in the pairwise rankings. So, so if you go off the pairwise rankings, and, and you're going to put the team with the most wins in the country as a as the last number two seed in the NCAA tournament, uh, I I don't know. I, I just don't. I have no idea how this is going to play out. I kind of wish they'd have gotten all together and said either we're all in or we're all out instead of leaving it like this, because I think it's going to leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. I think so. I, I, I look at a team like UNLV that would love to be in the conversation right now, and this would be a great opportunity for them to, to make some noise, but obviously they they decided that they weren't really going to be in a position to, to play at all this season. So uh, so you look at a team like that, and, and they have to be really – even extra frustrated by seeing the momentum that the ACHA is now seems like it's gaining a little bit with teams that have been playing or now there's rankings have come out and, and, and now there's news about a tournament and, and, and what that will look like. And right now, if it's 
as we think it is, it says right now it's still going to be a 20-team tournament. So that means every team that's playing, if there's only 19 people that are ranked, I think there's only about that many teams playing. You're right. So everybody's in the conversation. So, yeah, I don't. It's 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 frustrating, and it, I don't know if all in or all out is is a good mindset either. Because if there are some teams that can play, then why why don't you let them play? You know, and then you know feel bad for the teams that can't play. But um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's kind of it's kind of this balancing act that we've been kind of trying to. To well, I, I guess uh, maybe I was a little bit off on what I said when I said all in or all out. I'm not so opposed to if you can play that you shouldn't play, but I just think you have to scrap the national tournament part of it because there there's teams like uh, right here in our area, and I hate to sound like a homer, but uh, UNLV, Arizona State, University of Arizona, all were going to go to the national tournament if it had been played last year. They really did not lose much, any of those teams. Matter of fact, I think they got stronger over the summer in their recruits and the, the guys that returned. So my thought of that is is if, if you're a senior at UNLV or ASU or U of A and your school says, hey, we, we can't play hockey this year, that's not your fault, right? But you're being turned away from an opportunity to win a national championship where if the ACHA stepped up and said, Hey, listen, um, if you want to play games, you know, to be competitive and do whatever, that's fine. But we can't uh, crown a national champion when all the schools that wanted to participate could not participate. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I, but I think it goes, you know, the ACHA is a, is a business too, in a way, because they're trying to, and you bring this word up a lot, stay relevant. So they want to they still be able to have a national tournament if it's possible. And again, we're, we're waiting to still exactly see the details of how they're going to do it. We know it's in Mary, we know it's in St. Louis, hosted by Maryville. And we know, I think it sound, makes it sound like it's still going to be 20 teams, but we don't know exactly what that will be be made up and how or how that'll we know it's gonna be in april and you know the teams that can play then they get a shot and yeah i mean it doesn't seem fair no i guess it doesn't uh but i, I don't know i mean they they want to try to put themselves out there and, and give those that can have an opportunity to play an opportunity to play but it right it, it doesn't seem fair for the teams that aren't in a position to to be out on the ice uh this season but I, I don't well, know. And, I don't... and again, I, I, I see your point completely, and, and I agree with that. I think they should be playing. I just don't think you can crown a true um, national champion. Uh, when like it's, it's like last year, right? I mean, the NCAA and the ACHA just said, nope, no tournament, done, nobody's playing, bingo, over. They didn't, you know, and I realize that we didn't know fully about the pandemic before, but it wasn't like um, – other conference tournaments couldn't have played or it wasn't bad in North Dakota, so they could have played. They just canceled it and said, hey, nope, to be fair for everybody, the way this pandemic is going, uh, we're going to cancel the national tournament no matter how much it hurts because of that. Now, again, I, I don't want to sound like a homer, and I certainly don't want to sound like Maryville University doesn't deserve to host a national tournament. I agree with all that. I just think it, it's really hard to do that. Like right now, as I mentioned before, we're looking at a computer poll that only has 19 names on it. My, I would assume that it only has 19 instead of 20 because there's only 19 teams playing. 
So if you can't even field your full 20-team tournament line, you've got to take everybody that's playing. I don't know. I, I, I'm really torn on this, and I think we could have the debate for probably hours on this, but uh, that's just my feeling. I, I think you should, if you can play, play, but don't play a national tournament. Don't Don't crown a champion because it's not indicative of a true champion when you can't have uh, your best teams participating. And I just looked over the the release again. Uh, it does say the second uh, sentence in this says that 19 teams have played games so far this season during the pandemic. So that's where we are. 19 teams right now are have play, played or are playing games uh, this season for the ACHA. That's why there's only 19 uh, people ranked. And if that, they're still planning 20, then that means that the 19 teams that are currently playing unless there's more teams that come in later on, are going to be in. So uh, then well, it's going to l- be let's look, not... Go ahead. Finish. No, I just say, if it stays 19, then there's going to be an odd number there. They're going to have to probably yeah. reduce the field down some because you can't have an odd number or somebody could get a buy, I guess. But uh, so, but I, I, think they're, I think they're thinking that a few more teams are going to get in before the end, before the, the time is. But what, what how, here's my question that I have was, how late is – too late. I mean, what, what if a team <laughs> you took comes the in, words right out of my mouth, my friend? What if a team comes in and plays in March and they only get to play three or four games, then and then April's the tournament. So does that mean they get to they still get a shot at the tournament because they played four games? I mean, exactly. Have, we need to have some sort of cutoff, I would think. We're in February now, actually, middle of February now, and two months from now is this tournament. So I mean, if there's some teams that are still coming in. I, you better come in soon. I don't. I. I mean, I. What, when is the absolute deadline? Like, if you don't play, if you don't get to play by what date, then then that's it. You don't can't just say I'm going to come in in middle of March and play three games and then you right. get to go to the national tournament. So, I don't. Okay. Know. So so as I said, I talked to several coaches today, a few late in the day, and I'm not going to mention any names, but um, I said, so how can you have a national tournament uh, like this? And uh, he said, I don't, one of the coaches told me, I don't know. I said, what's going to be the format? Is it still going to be 20 teams? And he said, that hasn't been decided yet, which is the frustration that's coming from coaches, uh, fans, players. Um, There's no clear cut answer as to what's going on. Once again, let me revert back to Tuesday night and uh, talk of NCAA hockey. The NCAA came out. They said the Frozen Four is going to be played in Pittsburgh. On the 8th and the 10th of April, they'll determine a championship a champion on the 10th. Uh, they will have four regionals, and uh, somehow, some way, they will come up with 16 teams to participate. We don't know if they're going to have teams on standby, if, if one of them should get eliminated with uh, uh, COVID somewhere along the line. We have no idea on that. Uh, but they came out and they said, this is going to be the format, like it or not, and I think that's what you know, coaches, fans, players in the ACHA are saying is like, just put out a directive. Just say, this is what we're going to do, and uh, this is how you're going to qualify. And if you can, you can. If you can't, you can't. And I think the frustrations coming in from not only my po- standpoint but others is that they're not giving us a clear directive. They're still not. Um, we know now it's going to be in Maryville, but we don't know. Even even John Hogan last week when we had him on had no idea how many teams are going to be coming in there or if his team would qualify to be one of the teams. Um, So 
I think that's the whole thing. And, and it leads back to my relevance thing. You got to stay relevant, but you also got to stay somewhat um, consistent in the way you do things. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think that's, that's a good point on you. I, and it's, it is interesting for, for somebody like John Hogan, who's there at Maryville and, and they're hosting the tournament and yet they don't really have any idea of what's happening yet. I mean, you would think that if, that, if anybody's going to get a kind of a heads up on, on things, it would be them. They could kind of help prepare things and what they may need to do to, to, to get ready, I guess, for this thing again, uh, April 15th through the 20th is the dates. Well, it's February 17th right now. So, under 60 days, this is supposedly supposed to take place. I mean, you can plan the, you can plan a lot of things in a quick amount of time, but unless there's some stuff being planned behind the scenes and they're just not telling anybody, I mean, the, the ACHA folks, but uh, you would think that at least John Hogan would be in on some of that conversation about what they're talking about. Um, even if he can't, we wouldn't be able to share it publicly. Maybe it sounds to sound like he knows anything. Even if he did, he could say, well, I know something I just can't say. That's fine. But he doesn't seem like he knows anything. I mean, that's, I, I would think if you're, if you're hosting the tournament, you would have at least a heads up on what's going on. But um, I, I, the, other, the other alternative, you're right, not to have the tournament at all, but they didn't have it last year. Not to have it this year would be two years of not having a tournament. So that wouldn't be good either. So um, I, I hope they can get something. I hope they can get it done. But, uh, you know, with the teams that can play, I, I just – is this going to be one of those things where we talked about in other sports where asterisks going to be behind because of, of it being the way it was taking place and other sports you have to, to judge, you know, baseball was a shortened season. They, they still had a world series. Some look at that and say, well, that wasn't a full season, you know, and everything. The NHL was different. They, they had to do a different playoff format, but it was still well done and was able to get that done. It was probably maybe even more hard, difficult than it normally would be. So, uh, no asterisks there, but could this be something that you'd say, eh, this is a, a different circuit. I mean, they're a champion, but this was kind of a different kind of year. I don't know how how much stock you take in that. So uh, there's going to be people that are probably going to question the legitimacy of this national tournament. But, you know, if, if they can get something put out there and, and be able to have something that they can – do showcase the their league and showcase the teams that can play because it still will be some of the same characters that get to play Minot and and maybe teams that normally wouldn't get a shot are going to get a shot and maybe that's not a bad thing either if if these teams that normally would not get a shot to play will get a shot to play in this kind of a season then maybe that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world either well, I'll tell you, we've clearly walked a fence. <laughs> we've, we've locked a tight wire, a, a, a high line wire. You can call it whatever you want. We've walked right down the middle because there is no clear-cut answer the way I see it. Um, let's take a quick break, and let's come back and talk uh, relevancy again with the UNLV hockey program and what they go and have, have going on for Saturday, the 20th, at the Yard. We'll be right back. Free game like a pro. Post game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located in downtown Tempe at 740 South Mill Avenue, College Bar and Grill is the place for the best local craft beers, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. A short walk from Sun Devil Stadium or Desert Financial Arena. Stop by for lunch or dinner, game day or any day. College Bar and Grill. 
looking for a big school college hockey experience in a small school setting, then Maryville University could be for you. Playing in the brand new 2,000-seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as the men compete against ACHA powers such as Lindenwood, Central Oklahoma, and Missouri State. This year, the D1 men's team will start their third season of competition, adding an ACHA D2 men's team, as well as a new ACHA D1 women's team. All three teams will call this two-sheet, 84,000-square-foot arena home and give any player a varsity-level feel. Located in the suburbs of St. Louis, Maryville is the second-fastest-growing private university in the country and offers both a world-class education and a first-class athletic experience. For more, go to MaryvilleSaints.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Hi everybody, this is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com and you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. All right, and we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by Maryville University, the Maryville University Hockey Saints. Scott Strandy from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My uh, co-host, Stephen Marsh, out in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, where I will be joining you for about a week, starting Sunday again. Uh, we're going to do four shows again, uh, Sunday through Wednesday, live from the D Hotel in the D Las Vegas Hotel and Casino. And uh, also, I'll be sticking around to watch a little Henderson Silver Knights hockey, the undefeated Henderson Silver Knights. That's right, the undefeated Henderson Silver Knights. They're doing, they're off to a really good start. Uh, Manny Viveros and our company are doing a good job with that team, and uh, they had a couple of good games this past weekend in Bakersfield, and they're going to be going back there again this weekend with, with the trip also to Ontario uh, as well. So it's going to be uh, fun. and Yeah, there will be fun games coming up here. Uh, hopefully, too, some fans in the near horizon because uh, there's there's some uh, plans being made to hopefully have some, some fans at Golden Knights games and Silver Knights games starting in March. So... That ought to be exciting, too, to get some fans in there, at least in a short capacity at the beginning. 
Yeah, I totally agree with you on that, Stephen. So, okay, before the break, uh, I said we're going to talk what uh, UNLV continues to do to stay relevant. Uh, kudos again to uh, Nick Raboni and Anthony Vigneri Greener for uh, managing to keep their um, team and uh, their program right out in front of everybody. So, uh, tell us what's going on at uh, the Yard Hockey Training Center in Las Vegas this Saturday. Well, I'm not sure the the timing of it was was good because of the time frame because they're planning on doing it Saturday from 12 to 4. There's also another very uh, big event going on that day, uh, at least in the afternoon. That'll take up uh, some of that. But yeah, I hear you. But let me let, let me explain what's going on here. Uh, so the UNLV Rebel Hockey is partnering with the Yard Hockey Training Center uh, for this. Uh, event that they're doing there a discounted yard sale event this saturday um one of the things that people can do is they'll be able to be selling some branded gear to the public so it's the first time they're doing that in their history uh, they're going to have a limited number of team gloves shoes backpacks hockey pants um, they're going to have plenty of jerseys as well and uh so stuff that they're trying to get rid of apparently it's going to be as low as a dollar for socks or five for jerseys so they're, they're maybe trying to get rid of some some of the some old gear or stuff or whatever they have. So um, one of the things that will be done at the event too is a chance to win tickets to go see the Golden Knights live, which live, yeah, see them live in person. I mean, it, that is a thing still. It's becoming more of a thing. <laughs> we all forgot what that's like. I love it. Well, but uh, it's actually – so they're going to be selling some of their gear and apparel. They're also going to be offering raffle tickets for a UNLV jersey, shirts, and, of course, the grand prize will be two tickets to see the Golden Knights take on the Arizona Coyotes Friday, April 30th at 7 down in Glendale, Arizona, because, obviously, things are better in Glendale, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, with- <laughs> oh, boy, was that, was that a statement you don't want to go? You want to follow up. Okay, let's just go on from Anyways, there, my friend. <laughs> so they're going to go down. Uh, so tickets for a game down there in Glendale against the Coyotes will be given out uh they're only going to be sold in person at this event, so people have to to uh, go. But if, if somebody makes a purchase there, they can get one free raffle ticket. The other thing people will be able to do is they're going to be able to check out the yard, which is a nice facility. Scott, you had a chance to do a Sunday special or one, whatever Sunday special on it or what drives you segment. I'm not sure which. Yeah, which what drives you? What, what drives, drives you? you? Yeah. Right. Uh, and you had a chance to check that out yourself. And so people are going to have a chance to, to visit that place. And it's a perfect opportunity to see a state-of-the-art hockey training facility, getting free shooting and goalie lessons from some of the UNLV hockey players as well. And that's going to take place. So, again, 7195 South Bermuda Road in Las Vegas at the Yard. And that's going to take place this Saturday. You know how you find it? You look for the... For the rental car return for McCarran Airport. Well, it's not McCarran Airport anymore well, either. Well, <laughs> still is for now. Until, okay. Until the- <laughs> okay. Okay. So the rental car return area for McCarran Airport, they're just down the street from it. It's a, it's a great location, centrally located between uh, Summerlin and, uh, and Henderson. So uh, it's a great way to get down there. Tell Jason that Scott and uh, Stephen from Ice Time Hockey Southwest sent you and uh, see if he's got something for you. He might. Just ask them. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And I might I might be popping in down there on Saturday, so we'll see. But, again, the time is from 12 to 4. And I, I, I joked at the top that maybe they, the timing isn't necessarily great because 
you've got a, the Golden Knights outdoor game at Lake Tahoe going on at noon, uh, on which people are probably going to want to watch on TV, but that should only be two and a half, three hours. So that would give people a chance maybe later on in that time frame to get down there. Or maybe there's a way they'll have it on at the at the event. I don't know if they have a TV or, or capability. Well, they, they do. Game on. Yep. yep, they've they'll got put, TVs there, so they'll so, – uh, I'm sure I'm the sure game will be on. I'm sure the game will be on there, and you maybe you can watch some of the game there at the at the yard. So, uh, okay, yeah, check so, that out on Saturday. So, as I said, uh, and you've heard me say this since the start of this pandemic, is relevancy is key. You got to keep your program out there. You got to let your fans know that you're still there. And I think this is a huge opportunity for UNLV to connect with their fans uh, in a uh, hockey type environment. Uh, when you get to the yard, you're going to see. Um, well, you're going to see everything because uh, when you walk in, he's got a great, Jason does, a great wall full of memorabilia, uh, photos and things from the history of hockey, which is really cool. If you're a parent, there's a parent lounge upstairs where you can stay away from your kid. You don't have to hear the banging of pucks. You can just uh, sit back and relax. Um, and then if you're a player and you want to go to one area, you can go there for shooting. If you want to go to the goaltender's area, if you're a goalie, you can go work on that. If you want to go to a skating and shooting area, there's that spot. Um, the ice surface, the uh, synthetic ice surface, Jason tells me is the, the best in the world. It doesn't get any better. Uh, it doesn't leave shavings. So you're not going to have it all over your pads when you leave. Um, and it feels as close to real ice as you can get. He's also uh, extremely cognizant of the fact that he wants to keep it cool in there. He wants uh, not as big of a deal right this time of year, but in the summertime, he wants to make sure it's cool so the players uh, have a cool atmosphere to practice in. So, so many good things. Tell Jason, uh, Scott, and Stephen from Ice Time Hockey Southwest sent you and uh, and let him know that, uh, that you're listening to the podcast when you get there. And, of course, uh, Coach Greener, Coach Raboni, uh, a couple of the players that are going to be there, let them know as well that uh, Ice Time Hockey Southwest has got an eye on UNLV hockey. Okay. That's right, and, and it's great for that. It's great for them to be able to do something like this. And I, and I apologize, I made this kind of a long-winded thing, but there's different things you can do. There's like to kind of summarize everything. So there's there's going to be stuff there that people can buy. There's going to be uh, shooting drills. There's going to be um, goaltending lessons from some of the UNLV players are going to be there to help with that. And then, of course, they're giving out uh, – they're doing a raffle for some prizes, including the tickets for Golden Knights and the Coyotes April 30th down in Glendale, Arizona. So that's are all – those are all going on. So some good some good opportunities to go in and to, and to support this team because uh, not being able to play this season, not being able to be out on the ice, I know that they, they're they looking for ways to kind of, as you said, stay relevant and to kind of continue to help their program still out even though they can't play games like they would really want to be out there and play in front of the, the great UNLV hockey fans that they have. Uh, so this is a great way to kind of get back to that and, and be able to do this safely. Things with the pandemic are getting a little bit better with the numbers. So, the, you know, it's, we still got to be safe and all that with the masks and everything. But um, this is a great time to, to get out and, and to, 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 to support them and, and to help them reach, uh, help them in a, get in a good position for 2021, which is, you know, their goal obviously in, is their plan to, to play next season, a full season, and they're going to need help with that financially. So this is a good way to help them out with something like that. And they're always asking for donations too, and there's there's a way to do that as well. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun activity. Like I said, I might check get down there at some point uh, 
during that time frame and, and see what's going on and maybe put some something some together. So look for that. If, maybe if that's something that comes together, but if not, uh, I'm sure they'll have some stuff on their social media as well from, from the event as well. And you can do that as well. So, okay. So, uh, I know this is the, uh, the, uh, ACHA, the club hockey show. And, and while we could hammer on this stuff for, uh, hours, uh, I think we're just going to continue to beat a dead horse if we do. I do want to talk about the actual poll and, and give a quick listing of the rankings uh, and where they stand before we uh, jump into something else to kind of wrap up the show because there's some exciting things in hockey coming up uh, that we'll get to in just a minute. But let me give you a quick rundown. Uh, you listen in, Stephen, and tell me if I've got this right because I'm reading it off of uh, the ACHAHockey.org website. So, Lindenwood currently ranked number one, Adrian number two, Davenport three, Calvin four, Liberty five, Minot State six, Ohio seven, Iowa State eight, Lawrence Tech nine, and Indiana Tech ten. Is that how you see the top ten? That's how I see it. Okay. Uh, the second uh, nine. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is just crazy uh, Number 11, Jamestown Number 12, Maryville, our presenting partner uh, Number 13, Missouri State uh, Number 14, Aquinas uh, Number 15, Midland Number 16, McKendry Number 17, Concordia Ann Arbor Number 18, Rochester And number 19, Waldorf We don't know who number 20 is Because there is no number 20 currently Is that how you see the second nine? <laughs> I take your word for it. I don't have that okay. second nine up on my screen. I, I have the, the press release that has the 10. I, okay. I didn't go deep into the, the other nine, but I take yeah. your word for it that, that you've got that uh, accurate. accurate. Well, well, that's just like me to go deep, right? Just go deep that's into it. something and go. <laughs> yeah. Anybody that knows me knows I, I stop at that. I, I mean, come on. Okay. Um, so what is happening is uh, the A. The AHL has gotten off to a great start. Well, Scott, Scott, I I, I want to cut you off. Got some else? Well, I, I got the women's uh, now the women's uh, division. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's definitely get that in there. Go ahead. Well, let's. They've only have uh, apparently they only have nine teams playing right now, and they have Lindenwood at number one with a seven and one record. Liberty is at number two, uh, one and one. Adrian number three with uh, a one and one record. Uh, Minot State three and one. They're number four. Yeah, Midland and McKendry are tied at five. Uh, Maryville, the Maryville women, who are zero and five, but yet are because there's only nine teams. They're number seven, and they're ahead of a couple of other teams that have won a game. Uh, Concordia of Ann Arbor, uh, number eight at one and one, and Davenport at one and one. They're number nine. So there you go. So you have some teams that the women's side that nine teams right now, and again they're planning on doing their tournament in uh, in Minot. I believe uh, coming up at that same yeah, time and, period is the men. And you so. did you did get the memo that you're going to that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. It's almost as funny as me telling you you have to go to my nut for the women's tournament as I as I tell Paul Hornstein, my co-host on Sunday and Tuesday, that he's got to go to Grand Forks for the NCHC tournament. <laughs> well, you guys, I, you guys both give me the strangest look and laugh. <laughs> well, I mean. There is a lot of the country right now that is in a lot of snow, so uh, you know I'm 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 quite content with the weather out this way. And, <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, 
we'll see what happens with the uh, with the tournament there with the women's side. But uh, so we'll glad you got that. that in there. See, you you I went deep on one side, you went deep on the other. That's why we're a great team. Okay, so now let me get back to AHL hockey because I think we need to talk about this. Monday night, I had the head coach from uh, the Tucson Roadrunners, the undefeated Tucson Roadrunners, Steve Potvin, on with me. We had a great conversation about all things AHL hockey and about his team in Tucson and uh, how things are faring in his first uh, professional gig as a head coach. So a uh, shout-out to Steve and his team at the uh, at Tucson Roadrunners at the Tucson Arena. Um, and, and they were supposed to have a game tomorrow night. This is how strange this is, Stephen. Uh, San Jose had to move the game from Thursday to Friday in Tucson because they're stuck in the bad weather in Texas. And <laughs> Again, this can only happen in a pandemic year slash season because uh, San Jose, and listen to me closely here, San Jose is stuck in bad weather in Texas and can't get to Tucson. <laughs> that's just something you don't hear very often. No, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> if, if the COVID wasn't strange and having postponements and cancellations because of COVID stuff, now you got to throw in this bad weather. That's, I mean, we just mentioned a minute ago that a lot of the country's dealing with bad weather. Well, Texas, which is very, 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 very rarely get this kind of weather, snow and very cold. It, they've gotten pounded. And it's been bad there. I mean, they, there's a lot of power outages and a lot of a lot of uh, trouble there in, in Texas with with that and uh, people suffering with not having the heat and the electricity. So, yeah, it's strange that San Jose cannot get to Tucson because they're stuck in Texas because of the snow, but it's not COVID related. So that's that's you know everything we think this year is if there's a postponement, it's it's because of COVID right. and somebody's got the virus or somebody there's has uh. to be delay postponed. But this is not that. This is a weather thing. Because they can't leave Texas because and we so and, and once again let me tell you the the team from San Jose California was playing the Texas Stars in Dallas Texas or just outside of Dallas Texas and they can't get to Tucson Arizona because of a winter snowstorm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every well, time I say that in my head, I, I just can't. I well, can't believe it. You got California, Texas, and Arizona, three of the warmest climate states in exactly. the uh, in the United States and they're affected by a winter storm that uh, won't allow their teams to play each other okay yeah if, if, if you would have if there was a line on that at the beginning of the season the odds of that happening <laughs> that would have been you would have cast a minute a, hold on a minute let me get Derek Stevens on board from the D <laughs> and circus sports <laughs> you would have cashed in a high, high probability because the likelihood of that happening would have been very very slim but again here here we are. Okay, so so the Tucson Roadrunners that they talked to uh, talked about. Uh, Steve Poppin was on with me. If you want to listen to the show, it's available for download at ITHSW Podcast. Please use it all in one word because that's how you will find it the quickest. Uh, you can find it anywhere, and you can uh, download that and hear that great conversation. But our friends, and you and I have been to a few Henderson games. Oh, well, all of them, all the home games at least, right? Um. So we, we saw the Henderson play. Um, I want to talk about a couple of things that, that really stood out to the, for me on the Henderson Silver Knights. As you know, folks, in AHL hockey, things change a lot. Those players go up and down um, based on the need of the parent club, uh, the NHL club, or whatever. But um, the, you know the scenario, Stephen, but I'll just spell it out for everybody listening. 
The Henderson Silver Knights are 3-0. They're on the road at Bakersfield. Robin Leonard gets hurt for the Golden Knights. Uh, they call up Logan Thompson, the guy that's won the first three games for the Silver Knights, and uh, Patrick Brown as well, but I'm talking goalies here for the moment. Um, so they call Logan Thompson up, which thrusts Dylan Ferguson into his first official AHL start. And lo and behold, he goes out, wins game number four for him, and does it in fashion of a shutout. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, that that's a uh, that's pretty amazing. I'd be honest. I mean that that is. Uh, I mean, you had such a great start to the the season for the Silver Knights, and 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 we and this happens a lot in the AHL. Uh, the NHL, but it's going to happen even more so this season with 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 this season the way it is transpiring the NHL and the and the taxi squad is an option now for for players to be called up and be on that and and we saw that happen. Uh, obviously, no as you mentioned, no Leonard for the Golden Knights, so they had to call up a, a goaltender from from uh, the Silver Knights and so Logan Thompson comes up. But Manny Vivero said that Dylan Ferguson was going to start anyway, so it wasn't anything that that was going to be a change there. And yeah, what does Dylan Ferguson do? Go in there and first start of the season, he gets a shutout. And yeah, it just shows you how good this team is. I mean, the Silver Knights are are really good, and and that's no surprise. I mean, even just a couple of years ago, when they were with the when it was the Chicago Wolves with the same a lot of these same characters, and they've gotten a few new ones since then, they went all the way to the Call the Cup Finals. And, and it's important to win at the level that you're that you're playing at, but it's also important to, for development too. And, and these players are getting a good opportunity to do that. And uh, there's some impressive, some impressive folks on that team. I mean, Peyton Krebs has been impressive so far. Now there may be, he'll be heading back to the WHL here soon, but if in the meantime, he's, he's doing well for the silver Knights and uh, all, a lot of the players are doing, are doing really well. So it's, it's been a good start to the season. It's fun, fun games to watch. And, it's nice that they don't have a game now until Saturday. They have some time to kind of work on some things because the schedule does get a little bit more um, ramped up here with games uh, next few weeks here. So uh, that ought to be exciting too. Yeah, well, and of course, uh, Steve Pothman did say that. He said he thought right now the Henderson Silver Knights were the team to beat, and that's coming from a guy whose team is undefeated as well. And let's not forget about the San Diego Gulls. They're 5-0. and uh, and undefeated as well. And uh, they've got some star power on that, that San Diego golf team. So I'm looking forward to seeing them. I, I think we're going to have a real horse race between all of the uh, teams in, in the Pacific, uh, well, at least the top four or five, because I think they're going to uh, uh, really show their, their strength as the season goes on. But just wanted to get out there, the AHL talk. Let's take another quick break, and then let's talk about what you alluded to earlier coming up this Saturday. The Vegas Golden Knights, Colorado Avalanche are going to play somewhere Saturday where you don't or maybe have never seen hockey before, professional hockey at least. We'll be back and, uh, and give you a little rundown of what's going on in the NHL this weekend. When looking for a place to continue your education, think of the boxes that Maryville University checks off. Big City Access, Maryville is located in the St. Louis suburbs. Small school feel, Maryville's average class size is less than 15. Vibrant campus, Maryville is the second fastest growing private university in the country. With over 3,000 undergrad students on campus and more than 10,000 online, 
Maryville University is able to provide a cutting-edge, robust learning experience for the 21st century. From the sciences to education to business and more, our undergrad and graduate programs promise an individualized, hands-on experience that is truly crafted for today's student. For more information on our campus life programs, admissions, or more, visit our website at maryville.edu. If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and a relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Your hometown hockey team, your Western Collegiate Hockey League champion, your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. All right, we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Serendi joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Stephen Marsh, joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, where I will remind folks again, we will be doing four shows. Uh, Vegas Week 2, Stephen, coming live from the, uh, the uh, D Las Vegas Hotel and Casino, Sunday through Wednesday. And then uh, we got hockey to watch. We got a, a uh, AHL hockey to watch over the the weekend and the, uh, I guess, Wednesday night, we'll be doing our show a little early, uh, recording it early. But um, just want to let people know that we will be in Vegas again. Uh, always fun to get up there. I try to get up there uh, as often as possible, but at least once a month to do some shows and and uh, highlight the beautiful uh, D and the Circa uh, hotels in downtown Las Vegas. You just had so much fun that you had to come back. Huh? <laughs> I, I had so much fun, but I won't let Paul come back because he had too much fun. <laughs> and uh, he, he overstayed his welcome by a day the last time. So no more of that. No more of that. He's going to have to uh, take his punishment in the cold and snow of Long Island, New York, for a little while. And then we'll talk about it when it gets a little warmer and see if he can behave himself. <laughs> I just wonder, when is, when is, uh, when is, New, York, when is New York week going to take place? When are we all going to have to go to New York in the middle of winter and suffer oh, when he suffers all winter? Oh, no, we can't do that. That, that can never happen. Okay. So uh, 
so there's a big event. You alluded to it on Saturday, uh, coming up this Saturday, uh, earlier in the show, when you said um, the uh, UNLV uh, gathering and event will be up against a little bit of uh, something going on in Lake Tahoe, Nevada. So tell us about that, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, the, the Golden Knights and the uh, Colorado Avalanche are going to be playing outdoors. So this is going to be exciting. They're going to be playing at the uh, Lake Tahoe, right there on the uh, golf course there at Lake Tahoe. And this is very, very cool. I've, I've seen some of the pictures for the rink that they're building there. And uh, this is this is going to be very spectacular. It's going to be a gorgeous uh, uh, skyline in the backdrop. Um, there's going to be no fans, though. This is, but this is... A kind of an op- unique opportunity to maybe hold an event like this outside on a rink uh, with no fans to but if you look at a lot of these players growing up playing hockey their experience with playing hockey of course is outside in in ponds and on on outdoor rinks and and this is going to be an opportunity to get a chance to do that um so that's going to be uh, exciting uh, there's actually going to be two games there this weekend we, we, of course we're focused on the golden knights and the avs but the other game, there's going to be a East, couple of Eastern teams playing with uh, the Bruins and uh, oh gosh, I can't remember who they're playing, but they're they're going to be take they're going to be playing. Uh, they're actually five Flyers, Philadelphia, right? Sorry, yeah, I just see that. Yep, Bruins and the Flyers on Sunday, so that's going to be uh, pretty cool there. Um, so people will be able to watch that and and see that and uh, jealous to those that are going to be there in person. I think there's some local media here in Las Vegas that are going to be up there covering that, and I'm sure. Um, you know, the, the players are going to be able to play in that, and the NHL folks are going to be there, and it's going to be great. It's going to be on NBC here in the United States. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a cool event. It's going to be great for the Golden Knights to be able to do something like this. Uh, this is going to be the first uh, opportunity to do any sort of outdoor game, and it's going to be... Uh, and you know, Stephen, they've been waiting so long. I mean, the yes, Golden they've Knights been franchise four years. Is, oh, it's four been years. like an eternity since yeah. they've had an opportunity, said the people from Arizona who have been here for 25 years waiting to do an outdoor game anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, been waiting, a long, waiting a long time for this. Exactly right. Yeah, we say that tongue-in-cheek, but uh, congratulations to, to both teams in our coverage area, Colorado and, uh, and Vegas. I know the NHL consulted me first and said, hey, would it be okay if we had Colorado and Vegas play together uh, in an outdoor game? And I said, yeah. I'll give you the blessing. If you can make it a three-team event, that'd be even better. But, uh, yeah, I gave him the blessing. Well, that's glad you did that. And and uh, and what a, what a game it's going to be. I mean, if we if it's any indication of what the, the last two games were between the Colorado Avalanche and the Golden Knights, it should be a heck of a game. Uh, one thing I hope we won't see is the gold helmets because, obviously, the Golden Knights haven't won yet with wearing the gold helmets. But they are expected, I believe, to wear the reverse retro jerseys. So that means... The Golden Knights are going to wear their reverse retro jerseys, which is that red with the V that nods to the Las Vegas Thunder, the red with the Wranglers, and they got the, their alternate logo there with that star on it. And, of course, Colorado, they're going to be wearing their Nordiques, going to throwbacks to those those days. So um, it's that's going to be kind of cool to see, see them wearing both their re- reverse retro jerseys uh, for that. But the games will all be really good, and Colorado just got a couple more of their players Back off the COVID list or off the uh, or COVID list or injured list, uh, I think both or one or the other. And Golden Knights have a should have a full healthy team. Hopefully, um, I think No Sick is still on the COVID list. But the, the first two games were great, 
and I think it's going to be great because both teams now won't play now till Saturday. The Golden Knights were coming off like six games and or four games and a short amount of time, and Colorado had a little bit more rest because they were coming off a bit of a of a COVID break because of of the COVID stuff with their team. But but now both teams have played each other a couple of games. They're going to play a couple of games more here, according to the Saturday game in Lake Tahoe, then again Monday in Colorado. And these are two teams that are expected to be right there at the top uh, towards the end of the season. The only thing that's really going to be a shame because of the way the the division, the playoff formats are this year is, uh, is these two teams, if they do meet, they're going to meet each other in the second round of the playoffs instead of like the, the, the final because of the way that the alignment is. So a lot of people expect either one of these teams to be right there at the end contending for a Stanley Cup. And so uh, we're going to be able to see that. We've seen that already two games. And we expect to see that again uh, at Lake Tahoe. And of course, the Bruins and the Flyers give a little bit of attention to them. Uh, that, that's an Eastern matchup. Those teams obviously play each other a lot uh, and know each other and and uh, don't like each other. I'm, I'm sure. So it's an original <laughs> six original six, matchup, original six matchup. So uh, the NHL did a good job with picking the teams for this, and and uh, Lake Tahoe is great. And they hope that something like this maybe will lead to some other events like this. Um, and this is great for the NHL because it's you know trying to kind of put themselves out there since you know not being able to have fans in a lot of the arenas. Now more teams are starting to be able to put some fans in there, but in this kind of a season when you can't have a your the grand scale events like the Winter Classic or these other big stadium series games that they've done in the past where you pack fifty sixty thousand in the stands. Uh, obviously, this is going to be on a golf course on Lake Tahoe there, the Nevada California border overlooking the lake no no spectators but a great view to watch on tv so it's a great way for the nhl to promote themselves and uh, to be able to put this showcase on in this kind of a, a scenario and I, I would expect it even in a normal sense even if uh, maybe you, the venues will be where there'll be some fans but i would expect maybe them to try something like this again if this is successful which i think it will be they'll try something like this again and you never know because obviously ideally they want to have events that you can bring fans into, but um, something like this, if you try it once a year, maybe a couple teams play in a setting like this where you, you, it's more for TV than, than kudos to the, than the NHL and for doing it. And it just shows you how creative and, and the creative minds behind the NHL are always trying to figure out ways to, to be out there and to, to grow the game of hockey. That's what I'm looking for. Grow the game of hockey, which is something that, you, we've been trying to do here in, in this area. So they, of course, want to do it on the national scale. Yeah, okay. Well, let me tell you my thoughts on that because I, I agree 100% with everything you said. Um, I think this is going to be a perfect venue because, uh, number one, it's a made-for-TV event. And uh, you can see the beauty of Lake Tahoe uh, anytime that you want. But to be able to watch it, uh, watch a hockey game being played on a golf course with the uh, with the mountains – uh, behind it and the lake, and I understand they're bringing in a Coast Guard cutter uh, to uh, to start it. They're going to tie in some golf on it. Uh, they, they got some different things that they got planned for it. But here's the real thing, Stephen. This is to me the perfect setting for this because I'm looking at the weather forecast. It's it couldn't have been better if this is the way it plays out as far as for a hockey game. Uh, a mix of sun and clouds, a high of 39 with light winds uh, and a 16% chance of precipitation. Um, I'm sure you know as well, in Lake Tahoe, they've been known to get a 
large dumping of snow occasionally. <laughs> and they could see any, anywhere of a foot to two feet of snow any at any time when a front moves into the the, uh, the mountains there. So if they get a mix of sun and clouds, 39 degrees and just a 16% chance of precipitation and light and variable winds, man, that's going to be for a great, great TV event. Well, and it, and it shows how far we've come in the last two or three decades because uh, we look at I believe there's an anniversary of the big game in Caesar's Palace here in Las Vegas. It was an exhibition game between the that the Kings were involved in at the time here in Las Vegas, and you know people talking about how great that was, but the ice wasn't really. It was very warm because it was done in the preseason, so September, very warm in Las Vegas. It was done outside. They didn't have the the technology or the equipment that they have now to be able to do these sort of uh, environments, which is why when they the Stanley Cup final was here in Vegas in 2018. It was like a hundred and something degrees outside, but they were able to still play a hockey game, and the ice was still in fairly good shape because they have the capabilities to, to do that. And so, um, of course, it's not going to be warm. It's going to be pretty not cool up there. It's going to be nice weather for this type of thing. But it just shows you how far we've come to from an outdoor game at Caesar's Palace and 80, 90 degree weather. Probably not the best ice conditions to now being able to put these kind of rinks maybe essentially anywhere. Because we've seen it in, in rainy conditions, we've seen it in snowy conditions, warmer places, uh, although these type of events usually take place in January and February, so the weather's... But they did something like this at Dodger Stadium a few years ago, and that was probably a warmer place, obviously in California in January, February, it's usually warmer, but they were still able to do a game there, and, and it was great. So uh, it just shows you how far along the NHL has come uh, today and the, the equipment that they have now to be able to pull something like this off uh, and be able to just essentially be able to prop down a hockey rink anywhere and, and be able to play a hockey game on it. And a meaningful hockey game. That's the important thing. A meaningful hockey game that counts. And, and it certainly really <laughs> it counts, counts this year. Big it time really this counts, year. It yes. really counts this year because of there's, still, there's a few games. Uh, you're playing just your divisional teams. You, every point is precious. And not that it isn't in other years, but certainly this year a game like this, you really want to win. So uh, it should be a fun and the, game. And it's two of the top probably four teams uh, that are uh, in the running for a Stanley Cup, at least on paper, in the Golden Knights and the Avalanche. So we'll look forward to that. Sunday, the temperature, just so everybody uh, gets a full thing, it's a little different. It's sunny, 46. That brings a few other variables into play. Visibility with the glare and also a little warmer temperature. 46 is pretty warm. Uh, when you're speaking outside playing hockey, so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. We'll see what happens between those two days. So glad we're able to talk about that. You got anything else before we wrap the show up? Uh, I don't believe so. We we touched on this at the beginning, but just want to mention this again that uh, GCU men's hockey is going to play this uh, this weekend. They're going to play a black and white uh, inter squad contest. It's going to take place uh, it's, uh, on Friday night. Uh, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, you can subscribe to Black Arca Duck. Yeah, Arcadia Ice. Ice. Yeah, Arcadia Ice. I don't know if there are fans in there. Did it say, Stephen? I, I don't know about that, but they it is going to be streamed on Black Dog Hockey, and Seth Askelson will be doing the game. Of course, he does stuff for us with the Coyotes, but he also has a pass with GCU, and he's called some games there before, and he's going to be on the call for that inter-squad game uh, this weekend. So, Very well said. Take it away with the read, and we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. 
Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey has presented Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, also brought to you by Verizon, the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for Business that America has been waiting for. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey come to Greater St. Louis and get a first-class education and a first-class hockey experience. Caesars Entertainment. Wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. By OxyPal, visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPal.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. By Summer Skates, doesn't matter what season, we still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona by M-Drive, the presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey's Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and Maryville Hockey, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. And I want to share a, a, a message here in the chat here from our podcast from uh, a good listener of the show. It says it's the birthday show. Happy birthday, Scott. As expected, talking hockey. And, of course, what better way to spend your birthday than spending time talking hockey on this uh, Wednesday night? And it's been a pleasure to do that with you here on your birthday. I appreciate that again. Thank you, everybody out there, for all the well wishes I received on social media today. Uh, means an awful lot. And, Stephen, I'll see you in person uh, Sunday in uh, beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. So hope you guys can put up with me for another week up there because I've got a week of shows to do plus some hockey to watch. So we will well, we, see you then. We, we always need people to come bring their money with them. And uh, <laughs> I didn't uh, say anything about that. <laughs> well, it usually comes with the territory. Usually, uh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So okay. make sure you make sure you bring plenty of that with you. <laughs> All right, we'll see you in Las Vegas uh, Sunday through Wednesday. We'll be uh, live from the beautiful uh, D Las Vegas Hotel and Casino. Uh, that's it for tonight, folks. So we thank our uh, presenting partner, Maryville University and the Maryville Hockey Saints, and wish them the best of luck hosting the twenty twenty one. ACHA D1 National Tournament uh, in April this year. Uh, we'll say goodnight, little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody.